Hello and welcome to another episode of the Best Picture Must Be Doing Something Right podcast. I'm here with Jamie. Hello. And I'm Joseph. And today we are going to be going through our final predictions for the 95th Academy Awards being held this weekend at the Dolby Theatre in Los Angeles. We are recording on the evening of Saturday, the 11th. The ceremony is on the evening slash evening of, of the 12th slash morning of the 13th, depending on your territory. And um, shaping up to be um, a really interesting ceremony. I think it's one that um, is a lot more straightforward to predict than previous years. But there are still a lot of categories that are very much up in the air and um, ones that we have uh, plenty to talk about. So we'll try and uh, um, get through these. We've made some predictions as we've gone along. Now we need to sort of put put our money where our mouths are. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Things have changed. I I was just thinking, like, the the Banshees episode we recorded, that has aged terribly. I'll take back every prediction I made in that one. Man. Like, post-BAFTA, like, the, <laughs> everything changed and then it all changed again the guilds. Guilds, and then guilds yeah. was like yep this is like set in stone <laughs> um but you know the, the guilds don't often they don't always match up the same especially with like sag and stuff it's never i saw a good phrase the other day when they said about like sag when it comes to the acting categories it only goes four for four when it's expected to go four for four like it's like yeah. that's been the set on all season it's very rare that it happens like um, directly, so they they don't they're not one hundred percent with things. Neither are the television awards. You get some ideas where where there's some actors that only won televised awards or or some contenders that have only won guild awards, and then um, they happen the opposite way around. Or there's some that haven't won any at all and are winning. You never know. It's a different different voting pool. A lot. Oh, it's yeah. a lot larger voting pool for the academy than at uh, these other places. So anything can happen, really. But um, more often than not, we've seen it. Yeah, <laughs> we've we we seen one uh... <laughs> But it does open up the opportunity for those high scores um, for predictions wise, which will be which will be nice. But also, you don't want that either because you want it to be a bit more unpredictable, as as yeah. is the fun of it for the for the sport of it. Yeah, uh, we'll start with the short categories because we don't know what we're doing with them. Um, starting with well, live action first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the one that's on. Um, that everyone's excited for um, best live action <laughs> but at least they're showing them actually in the ceremony this year last year they didn't they did them beforehand which was stupid um, uh, especially as it ruins sort of like some of the other categories the other below line categories that they were going to show so when Dune was like sweeping up in the pre-show you think okay so this is going to do quite well in the ones that they're saving for the actual ceremony which is great Yeah. but uh, live action short we've got an Irish goodbye Ivalu Le Pupel uh, Night Ride and the Red Suitcase. Um, I think this is between two, to be honest. Um, we were just talking before we started about famous producers of these films, and the one that stands out immediately in live action is um, the people has got um, Afonso Cuarón credited as the producer or right. previous previous winner for Gravity and yeah. Roma. Um, so that could potentially sway me that favor. But I'm going for an Irish goodbye here. Right. Um, sorry, which one did you say it was so producing? Le Pupil. Right. Oh, I did want to go with Irish Goodbye, but we, we need to keep it a little bit interesting because we're going to be comparing yes. you know, <laughs> uh, to each other what, what, how many points we got, what we got right. So, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, I'll do it then. I'll go with Le, Le Pupil. Pupil. We've okay. got a different right at the start. Yeah. 
I'm going for Irish Goodbye just because it won BAFTA. And also, um, in the UK, it's available on BBC iPlayer, so it would have been seen more widely by people in terms of producing that, that positive word of mouth, potentially, um, towards voters. I think there might be more conversations about it than the other ones. Um, that's sort sometimes of sometimes the, the BAFTAs is a little can be a little funny. It, it does yeah. lean towards the British, the, the yeah. British Isles films. Yeah, but um, I don't know. I think that's the one that people are talking about the most. So, oh, I've heard conversations about, and people in Hollywood have also said that that's the one that's been talked about. So that's what I'm going for there. Um, but Jamie's going for the lippy bit. Uh, moving on right. to documentary show, um, we've got. Let me do these in alphabetical order. So, not to show any bias beforehand. <laughs> uh, documentary short, uh, The Elephant Whisperers haul out How Do You Measure a Year, The Martha Mitchell Effect, and Stranger at the Gate. Now, so we talked about name recognition um, right. for some of these. And n- even though on paper it doesn't, if you go on the Wikipedia page, these, these aren't particularly the most famous of names. But however, Stranger at the Gate does have a, um, I'm pretty sure, has a credit for uh, Malala. See, I was actually going to go Elephant Whisperers. Okay. So, um, not just because of odds, although, you know, <laughs> it does help, yeah. but I've just seen it talked about, and that's the only thing I have to uh, go off of yeah, when it, it comes to shows. Yeah, but um, because Stranger at the Gate is produced by Malala, and they've just had this new campaign, they've released a new poster with Malala in massive writing. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's apparently been sent all over the shop in terms of uh, wow. There's a big variety campaign for it. executive producer Malala. Um, I hope the film challenges every viewer to question their assumptions and show kindness to everyone they meet. That kind of sort of premise. So I'm going with Stranger at the Gate here, but you're going with Elephant Whispers, right? Uh, well, uh, I don't know. I might. <laughs> Right, sorry. You've kind of. I, I'm thinking if I'm a voter, I think I'm thinking you just swayed me then. <laughs> yeah, that's how those sort of campaigns work. So that's the thing. Um, I think no, all right, is... I'll stay different. With, I'll stay different okay. this time. Even though I'm, feel, I'm already feeling like I might regret that. You, okay. You've made a very, very good case. Well, these are the ones that sort of go either way. Um, but that that I'm just basing it off. I think what voters will be swayed by. But you yeah. never know with these. Uh, you sometimes think you're onto something, and then there's no sort of precedent for them. So you never really know. Um, animated short is up next. Um, let me get these up. Uh, the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse. That's all one film, not several different nominees. <laughs> uh, the Fair flying enough, yeah. sailor. Ice Merchants, My Year of Dicks, and An Ostrich Told Me the World is Fake, and I Think I Believe It. Um, I think this is between two. I think it's been My Year of Dicks and uh, The Boy. Um, But I'm going to go with The Boy because apparently I've heard there's been a massive campaign for it. Um, There was an argument against it saying it was quite quite long. But but no, I think um, that's the one that I'm sort of swaying yeah, um, to. Again, that's an also one that was on like at Christmas in the UK. I don't know if it was in other countries, but um, definitely most accessible of those films. We've got Abrams and Har- Woody Harrelson as well as producers. Yes. So I'm I'm with you on that one. I think that's a, a, a fairly, boy, yeah. fairly safe. Yeah. I think if there's a spoiler here, um, it'll be My Year of Dicks, which is um, a very good film, actually. I have, I have seen it. Um, it does but, have buzz around it, but I don't know if they're going to sway towards sort of like 
adult. That's like a more of an adult-based one. So it's not one to be watching with kids. Mm, um, the well, the boy is. So um, yeah, I mean that's because it's a it's a quality film, and and as you've seen with animated feature before, we there are some films that get in that are tailored towards um, an older audience. Not necessarily, yeah. you know, you've got to separate sort of animated with. So it's not the same as kids' films all the time, but I feel like if it's seen as a film that can be watched um, as a family, there's sort of like a greater argument for it. Um, that's the same counter argument against the Flap Flying Sailor as well, because that is actually quite graphic in terms of the things that it shows in that film, which is interesting. Right. Surprised it was allowed on YouTube, actually. Um, if you don't know what I mean, watch it on YouTube. It's not that long, um, the Flying Sailor, but you'll you'll soon realise what I mean. <laughs> but um, anyway. Uh, so we're both nods or flying sailor. What do you think? No, no, I think it's um, oh, no, no. it's it's dead bottom in the uh, gold derby um, rankings, ah, which is what we're using. Well, at the moment. But they're all on the same. The the bottom three are all on the same. Um, oh, okay, right, yeah, the same ones. So y- you can't really trust gold derby for those kind of ones because it's known for being people putting them in in alphabetical order or just seeing what everyone else is going for. <laughs> yeah. going for that. Um, I think the lock of the night is going to be in international. Yeah, film. this is a suit. This is a, d- a double point, so however it works. Oh, it's a quintuple points. Super bet, as it's called. Yeah, I'm. I'm not going super bet for that one, but I still think it is a pretty done deal. Um, it's best on. Uh, sorry, best international feature film. Could have done animated film, but we'll do international. Uh, oh, yeah, all quite on the, <laughs> yeah, all quite on the Western Front. Argentina, 1985. Close. EO and the Quiet Girl. I think we're both going to go all quiet for this one. Yeah, I've locked that in. I've super locked that. In. Okay. Although right. to be a bit different, I did put EO as the runner-up because there was some buzz around that. Yeah. Uh, when it was first released. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And Poland had been massive on the um, sort of campaign trail for it. They had a big post of, um, they brought out the cover for Variety on one of the days during the Berlin Film Festival. So there's a big poster of EO on, on there, which was helpful for the company that I was working for at the festival because it you're was trying to, it's you're trying to compete. So. You're trying to compete with All Quiet in Germany. In Germany, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's brave. Well, it's because it's, it was paid for by the um, the Polish board, so oh, it's okay. very rare for them to get a a nominee um, at the Oscars. So they were showing yeah, that as a enough. as a strong representative of the year. But I've got that wrong. Got actually, I've got nine, uh, Argentina in nineteen eighty five as second because it won the Golden Globe. All right, so I'm going to go for all quiet, and I think you're going to know the same. Um, documentary uh, nominees are. All That Breathes, All the Beauty and the Bloodshed, Fire of Love, A House Made of Splinters, and Navalny. Um, I've gone with Navalny here. I'm really not that familiar with, with, with any of these. Normally, I, normally I'd, I've seen a couple of them. Yes. So I remember as, uh, we, we reviewed Free Solo uh, back yes. in the day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that so was after we, we one, were... I think. Oh, was it? Oh, I yeah. thought we were ahead of the curve on that one. That's no, a shame. I, think it, I think it was after it won, but uh, Navalny yeah, has already, on the back. Navalny just won the PGA award, so I think that's the the strong contender here. Um, it's very sort of on the nose in terms of current events as well, so I think that will be give it an advantage there. Um, but if there's an upset, potentially all the beauty in a bloodshed because it's directed. Um, one of the producers is Laura Quatros who won this category for System 4. Um, okay. 
So, and Fire of Love probably had a big campaign for it because it was on, it was a National Geographic film, but I'm pretty sure it was on Disney Plus as well. And it's just been announced that there's going to be a um, Hollywood remake of it as well. So, it's well, I've, I've got that as my, uh, my runner-up. I put Fire all the Fire beauty, yeah, all the beauty second and Fire of Love third. So, you're going with Navalny as well? That's right, yeah. Yep. I think that's the first show. Um, These next couple might be, oh, actually, no, we will disagree on this one, I think. Oh, animated feature. Yeah, this one's a bit more interesting. No way. Okay, this is a, this, this is, is one I put a super bet on. No, I don't think it is interesting. No, I think it's a strong yeah. category, but I don't think it's 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 close. So the nominees are Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, uh, Marcel the Shell with shoes on, Puss in Boots: The Last Wish, uh, The Sea Beast, and Turning Red. What are you going for? Uh, sea Beast, obviously, mate. The one that everyone remembers. <laughs> uh, no, um, no, everyone. When I've seen people talking about the animated films, people yeah. keep forgetting the Sea Beast. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I don't think that's going to win. No. Uh, have you super bet Pinocchio? Yes. Oh, it's 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 really it's such a good choice because obviously stop motion and Del Toro. I yes. Mean, his name's in the title, man. Yeah. Oh, I need to put Puss in Boots. The last wish. It's not going to win though. That's that's it, the problem. It does fit, yeah. It's head versus heart with these kind of things. But yeah, it's I, like, I, to I would, be a Pinocchio, I, isn't it? I would vote for Puss in Boots. It's just it just has to be Pinocchio. It's one everything all season. It's bang on the kind of thing that the Academy like. Um, yeah, uh, Dotor is obviously one. He, if he wins, he would be the first person ever to win Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Animated Feature. It's a fun fact for you. Um, oh, cool. yeah. yeah, that might be another reason. They'll yeah. vote for him. I don't, think, I don't think they care about that kind of thing, but his name being attached to it is massive. Story, I, I, think, I think the reason his name's in the title is because there was another Pinocchio that was released this year, which was terrible. Yeah, it looks bad. Trying to <laughs> differentiate the two. Um, yeah, so I think that's pretty straightforward. Another straightforward category is um, visual effects. This is where we move on to sort of the um, still below the line contenders, but ones where you're talking about sort of the major films involved. Yeah. Um, or sort of like mainstream feature films anyway. Um, and visual effects has always been the one where you've had most of blockbusters and stuff like that. So we've got nominated this year, All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar The Way of Water, The Batman, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and Top Gun Maverick. Uh, it's, it's Avatar, isn't it? This might be my next super bet, to be honest. <laughs> it just is Avatar. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think there's much more to be said about that. The first one won in this category... Uh, there's one everything all season. If if you watch any of these films, you'll know that like it's the most visual heavy. It's so reliant on its computer graphics, um, while the other ones are a bit more subtle about it. It's often with these things, most visual effects, and this is very much apparent in the next category, which is best sound, because of because that's one where best the most sound tends most to win sound, yeah. <laughs> um, the nominees are all quiet on the western front avatar the way of water the batman elvis and top gun maverick um um uh, i think it's i think it's close i think it's so i'm moving that up to third um just ahead of avatar i'm going with top gun maverick it's i'm going with all quiet okay. even though i know it's most sound I might get some more. There is a hell of a lot of sound in All Quiet, though. It's, it's, I'm, not, I'm thinking more of the case of just the momentum of the night. 
is Top yes. Gun really going to walk away with anything? I, I, I don't know. But, but yeah, there's a lot of sound in all quiet. That's but that's a, a counter-argument, isn't it? That it, it's a place to oh, war yeah. Top Gun if it's not going to win anywhere else. It's a very beloved film, and it was the second highest-grossing film of the year. Um, so it could be a place to award a film. That's why I'm thinking that it gets in, but I think All Quiet is a good shout as well. I'll put yeah, that I'll in second. I'll, I'll stay different. Yeah, it's, it would be a lot easier if they split the two. So editing would <laughs> be All Quiet. And Novel then, concept. And then mixing would be... I think mixing would actually be Elvis. So it's quite ironic. I wouldn't think that Top Gun would win either in editing or mixing, but I think it's going to win just <laughs> sound overall. Um, here's what it is. Um, best song we're going to go on to now, best original song. I hope it's um, not in that too. Yeah. Uh, the uh, nominees are Applause from Tell It Like a Woman, Hold My Hand from Top Gun Maverick, Lift Me Up from Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Natu Natu from RRR, and This Is A Life from Everything Everywhere All At Once. Um, I've gone for Natu Natu here. From yeah, I'm going, I'm going for that. Yeah. Uh, I think that's Black just going to be the one. Might. That's a solid runner-up. But... Yeah, but I've actually really... I, I don't think that song's as big as people thought it would be. Um, no. I haven't heard it like heard on the radio that much, even though it's Rihanna. You know, you would have thought that they'd that have a sort of bigger, bigger campaign. Yeah, yeah if it, it'd be a big one. The same with, like, Hold My Hand. Sort of like, you think you think how massive the campaign was for Shallow when Lady yeah. Gaga won that time. And then no one sort of heard from Hold My Hand at all. It wasn't the big success out of Top of Maverick. Like, the song that was massive from that was um, I Ain't Worried by One Republic. I don't know if that was an original song for the film, but that was the one that got into the charts and everything um, yeah. and became big off that. Not this... Hold my hand song, which was in the I credits. Remember it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, but that's the case with sort of a lot of these songs where you, you ask someone if they've heard them. No, I don't. I don't think they would have done it unless they've looked actually remember it from the film or or looked it up on YouTube. They're not playing. They're not like radio tracks. Um, yeah. But that might that and that sort of creates the argument for Natu Natu because it was such a, a memorable part of the film, and I think the performance of it at the um, at the ceremony is going to uh, stand out above the rest as well. Yes. Uh, So, yeah, I think that's a a pretty safe one as well. Uh, Best score is really interesting. I I just had a shock of my life looking at the odds for that. I can't believe Babylon's at top. Really? Okay. Um, The nominees for Best Vision score. (laughs) Yeah. Well, if you've seen the film, you'll know why. (laughs) Yeah, the nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, Babylon, Banshees of Inner Sheeran, um, Everything Ever All At Once, and The Fablemans. Uh, I, I'm going for Babylon, actually. I think anyone that, if they actually bother to watch these films, yeah. it's by far the best. It's like an extra cast, it's, it's an extra character in the film. You see the band on screen a lot. Oh, really? Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's just whether there are enough of them have, uh, have seen it, I think is the thing, because the other ones are all best picture nominees. I think, I mean, I'm not, I've, I haven't put it high, but I'm just throwing out the possibility of everything everywhere sweeping. Yeah. Just I mean, because I've got of it. the momentum it has. I've got it last, but I think I'm going to put it up to third. I've got, I put a Banshee's last. I've seen I'm... people bet on it in real life for that exact reason, because even though it's, well, it's nine to two on Gold Debbie, I've actually locked in at 100 to one from when it was before. Um, yeah. But in like, on, Real betting websites and stuff. It's coming in around thirty-three to one 
I've seen a lot of people put actual proper bets on it. I've put all quiet, by the way. Yeah, that's that's a fair one. That's another one, but it's, it's a score that stands out when you watch. Where the film. is Tar? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, we talked about was it Wednesday or Thursday? Um, oh. not too sure. When did but... the episode go out? But we talked about the episode it went out week. Thursday. We recorded it on Wednesday. All right, it went okay. out Thursday. Um, I'm not sure if it was some. Sometimes they're not eligible for original school. But I don't know if this was the case with Tar. I mean, I wouldn't have thought it would be a strong <laughs> contender. Uh, it was actually ineligible. No, it's ineligible for song. No, wait. I wouldn't even just... start putting it in, so. Maybe one of the compositions that they might have tried. Oh, no. It, original score it was ineligible for. It was saying that uh, the Doja Cat song from Elvis was ineligible as well for original song, but Tar was ineligible for original score. Oh, weird. All right. So that's interesting. Uh, I'm I'm glad that the uh, the song from Elvis wasn't wasn't um, eligible um, because it was because it used Hound Dog as part of it. It oh, meant right. that it wasn't okay. an original song, um, and it sucks as well. It ruins that part <laughs> of the film because it's seen set in the '60s and suddenly got Doja Cat singing like, okay, fair enough. Um, but I'm going with Babylon here. You're going with All Quiet. Yeah, original. And it might happen again in the next category. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, right. Uh, Production design. Wow, look at them odds. This one I was expecting. Yes. Um, Production design. All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar the Way of Water, Babylon, Elvis, and the Fable ones. Yeah, I've gone Babylon again here. I might switch to Elvis, though. Uh, That's safe. you got to think, as as we've said, I think before, it's most production design. So Babylon (laughs) or Elvis... Toss of a coin, to be honest. Oh, that's crazy. Actually, I was thinking of All Quiet, but I, I don't know. Bit too... We talked about out, outdoor and indoor as well on the yeah. episode. Yeah, that's definitely an argument in cinematography, which we'll, we will get onto. Um, I don't think All Quiet's going to win productions, I'm personally. I'm just going to see what um, they're saying at Next Best Picture um, for this one, because I really don't know. They're all going Babylon, apart from three that are going with Elvis... Um, I see. Um, I, I really see the pull of Elvis. Yeah, know, I'm sorry. It might walk away from the night disappointed. That's, that's the, no, but that's the thing. I'm really unsure whether Elvis is going to win like one, zero, oh, it's or, one, one of them weird, or yeah. four or five or six. I remember when Bohemian Rhapsody won everything apart from Best Picture that time. Like that could easily happen with Elvis. Uh, I... I, f- I think it's on the cusp of taking a fair few. I think it's what eight nominations overall. I think it I can easily Elvis. Can easily get five or six. I've got Elvis as my top choice. Okay. Uh, I think I'm going to stick with Babylon. Yeah, I feel unsteady about this. I have I have a crazy conspiracy theory that will probably Babylon's be wrong. just not going to get not going to win anything. Yeah, I think it has a. <laughs> It's weird. I think this so, is a very weird I... sentence, but it has a chance of not winning anything. <laughs> well, the thing is, they're not big fans of the film, clearly, because otherwise it would have got into Best Picture. Yeah. If you think like a film like Women Talking can get into Best Picture, like it wasn't the strongest of years. And you would have thought, if they're mad for it, even on just on a technical level, in a year of 10, it should be getting in if it's ended up going to win two, two awards. But I, I'm not too sure. We've seen it before where. 
for him to come away with multiple without getting nominated in Best Picture. But, yeah, um, and Elvis is in is in Best Picture, so yeah. we'll, we'll definitely have to if watch it, it. Yeah, I might switch that last minute, though. But I'll go with Babylon for now. That's stressful. Yeah, I know. <laughs> shouldn't be so. Shouldn't be so stressed. This over is, yeah. Design. <laughs> this is another stressful one. Makeup Make and hairstyling. Yeah, because it ties in so specifically with another category, where you you either I know I know two for two, or you're going to get zero for two. Basically, uh, the nominees are all quite on the Western front: Batman, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Elvis, and The Whale. And I think it's between again Elvis and the whale. And the whale. It depends on what you're going for in best actor. Oh. Which I really don't know. I, I'm the thing is, I might need I'm to currently come back going with the whale. This. I'm currently yeah, I'm going, going with the whale. whale. But I think I'm going to switch to Elvis. And then yeah, that will that give a clue idea. to what I'm thinking for actor. Because I might be switching on that as well. Comes, yeah, I'm. I'm putting. I'm putting of, Elvis um, up to first for makeup. It's just not in best picture. Uh, yeah. So less, less of them. It, it shouldn't be like this, but less of them will just simply watch it. But I'm gonna. I'm no, gonna I think they'll be watching it. the whale. I think they'll be watching the whale because of Brendan Gleeson be- and that whole story. Not, not Brendan Gleeson because he's not in it. Brendan not Brendan. Yeah. Brendan Fraser, yeah, Brendan Gleeson. If you look at the recent, if you look at the last three winners of this category, makeup and hairstyling, last three winners have been Bombshell, Mar Rainey's Black Bottom, and uh, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, and they've all beaten films nominated for Best Picture. So Bombshell beat Joker and 1917. Um, Mar Rainey's Black Bottom beat uh, Mank, and Eyes of Tammy Faye won last year, beating June. So, I don't think there's it's, it means that much. I feel like it just depends on what you're going for for best actor, potentially. But again, so I mean, these, I, mean the, um... I mean, personally, I think the makeup in The Whale is a lot stronger and it looks stronger on screen as well. I think the makeup for Elvis is a I bit more like subtle because it's supposed Elvis. to be sort of realistic and it's based, yeah. and it's based on real people. I, I, don't, I don't like. The, the makeup of Elvis. That's, I don't know if that might be controversial. And I then, don't like it. <laughs> with the whale, it's not done to look like a specific person in the same way as like Darkest Hour or Dallas Buyers Club or Iron Lady. There's other ones where it's where it's transformative to become a real life person. Yeah. Um, it's just to become a fat person, basically. It's making Brennan, uh, Brennan Fraser fat. I do. <laughs> yeah, Brendan Fraser. Sorry. Just, uh, just a fat character rather than specifically looking like a certain person. So I've, um, I've gone with a whale, and for that okay. reason, I've gone yeah. with a whale. Yeah, I mean it's more obvious one. It's it is makeup akin to um, Darkest Hour, isn't it? But yeah, but I don't know. I'm I'm sticking with Elvis because I feel like that's more like sort of Mulroney. Well, kind of uh, bombshell the, um, kind of makeup, vice as well. Yeah, well, it's just that one. Which one's closer to the camera? Yeah. Mm, then again, <laughs> what, Elvis is very Austin Butler is very heavily tanned in the face of Elvis. He should have stood closer to the camera. Would have mm. won. Would have maybe. But uh, let's see. Uh, editing is up next. 
I think this is where we're, we're going to see everything everywhere. Yes, this is where this is where yeah. our predictions switch a bit. Uh, editing the nominees are Banshees of Inisherin, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Tar, and Top Gun Maverick. I did have Top Gun Maverick for a while, but I switched to Everything Everywhere All at Once now. Yeah, I've got I've got Everything Everywhere because it I'm not... even even though BAFTA didn't like it, it still won editing. Uh, maybe more surprising uh, to yourself, I've actually gone Tar as a runner-up. No, I've got that dead last. I think they like it. I think they might give it a nod. Top Gun yeah. is second. I don't, well, well, I don't it doesn't matter. It's not going to win. Everything's yeah. going to win here. But um, I think Top Gun is runner-up if they're going to go with something else. But it's a difficult one because it's they're all best picture nominees. But because everything everyone wants is just so out from you know, everything else, like it makes sense for it to win here. Yeah. Moving on to costume design. And the nominees for costume design are Babylon, Elvis, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, and Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. I'm going with Elvis here. Mrs. Harris, uh, yep. We're on the same page. Yeah. You say Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris isn't going to... No, no, no. Where's this film? I think so. I haven't even bothered to... Yeah, well, you don't, so... (laughs) (laughs) He's <laughs> really kick It's off. a British film, actually. Um, with um, Phantom Fred, Leslie Manville. Okay, but Jenny Bevan's the uh, yeah, Jenny Bevan's the costume designer who's previously won for A Room with a View, Mad Max Fury Road, and Cruella. So, so actually, I think that's why. reasonable chance. Yeah, Ruth Cross has won before for the first Black Panther as well. So there's a strong argument for that. But I just think Catherine Martin's going to win for. Um, Elvis, she's won four before most Oscar awarded Australian of all time. Previously, uh, winning for oh, she's the um wife of Baz Luhrmann as well. So, I might, I might have interrupted you before you read out the um nominees. Oh, I can't right. remember if you read them out. Yeah, I did, I definitely did. Babylon, Black Panther, Elvis, everything ever all at once, and Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. But yeah. I'm going Elvis here, you're going around Elvis here as well. I'm going um, Black Panther. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I think I think it might because it won good, last time, but yeah, it might, it might be that sort of thing. And just to give it just to give it something, uh, again, mm. but do they care enough the... for it though? That's the thing. I mean, the reason it won a few below the line last time is because it was it was a massive hit and it was nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. I mean, the second one is a hit. It's done well, but not to the extent of the not first nominated. one. I'm breaking my own rules that I, I, I just mentioned like two categories ago. Going for something not nominated. <laughs> Elvis yeah. is a really... Have you gone, have you gone Elvis? I've gone Elvis costume. That's a really good pick. I don't think Babylon's going to get it though. No, not this one. Maybe I think production design. It's a lot more show in terms of production design than it is costumes. Oh, yeah. I didn't go with it for production, did I? No, you went with Elvis. So, you, you reckon, so you think Elvis is going to win yeah, production, what, what but what not What's the story? <laughs> so, you've gone Elvis production, but then Black Panther costumes. Yeah, people might go, well, I've already And then way of makeup production. as well. It could be one of them years. That where would be just interesting. Given... If Elvis's only win is production design. You're thinking it's going to win, like, all these design categories... Um, is that is that 
good no. chance of doing that. I think he has a chance. I'm just going. I'm not going with it for production design, though. That's the thing. I'm going with it makeup and costumes, but not production design. I'm going Babylon production design. Uh, I'm actually very excited to see the results. I, I think mean, we're going to be shocked. Might wake I, up and like it, just something's won all yeah. of them. Like, oh. <laughs> well, everything I've all at once. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's oh, probably going to be Bab- a win it. But um, I'm not. I'm not ruling out the Babylon. Like I think it Babylon might Babylon for it winning through. Yeah, but no. I'm not ruling it out. I'm not ruling that that could happen. But the, the, these sort of mad things always happen where you think it's going to win one category and then it wins a completely different, irrelevant one. Like <laughs> I remember when Fantastic Beasts won a costume design at BAFTA, and then loads of people switched for for the Oscar for costume design. They ended up winning production design at the Oscars instead. Of like, wait, where did you get that from? But not costume design. That made absolutely <laughs> no sense. And then the time that Arrival won sound editing. And uh, no, what was it? Yeah, it won sound editing and then Hacksaw Ridge won sound mixing and everyone thought it would be the opposite way round because that's how those sort of how those sort of films are, where Arrival is very much based on music. Well, Hacksaw Ridge is obviously based on the creative sound, so guns and stuff. Yeah. But so they just had them opposite way round and it just makes no sense. So the those those are the kind of things that always screw with predictions. It's really frustrating. But um, I would kind of love if Mrs. Harris goes to Paris wins, just be funny. massive underdog. Yeah. Um, I'm never going to watch it though. But... <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, cinematography is up next. Uh, All Quiet on the Western Front, Bardo, False Chronicle of a Handful of Truths, uh, Elvis, Empire of Light, and Tar. I'm going with All Quiet here. Yeah, All Quiet on the Sweeping Front. And this is where I saw the argument regarding um, outside versus inside. Um, yeah, if it's something okay. shot outside, there's a greater argument for it winning than if it's shot inside, which is well, the argument for quiet. Uh, yes, I think so. I think this is definitely one as well where being nominated for best picture is going to give you a yeah. massive leg up. Production design is more closely linked with visual effects, so if a film's going to win visual effects, it will usually have a nomination in production design. Well, That's where they're more closely on production. Uh, that's not uh, going to win productions on, I don't think, but because it, no, though the first one did. Um, Interesting, but, right? But I forgot, because I forgot, yeah, but because I feel like it's so heavy on the visual effects, yeah, for this one compared to everything else, I just think like they're going to go with more more traditional productions on, like Elvis or oh. Babel. Well, I, well, I'm predicting Babylon personally. I'm getting really confused because I'm reading your predictions here while I'm not That's writing sorry. down my own. So I'm thinking, oh, I didn't go for that. <laughs> we're both going with All Quiet for cinematography. What did anyway. I say for production? That was Elvis, yeah. Yes. Uh, original screenplay. So we're going above the line now. We've done all the below the line categories. Uh, original oh, screenplay. Look at this category. The, yeah, strong, isn't it? Uh, the sure, are... all writing categories are strong this year. Yeah. Yeah, no, no one adapted is <laughs> uh, nominees are Banshee's Sheeran, Everything Ever All at Once, Fable Ones, Tar, and Triangle of Sadness. I've had Banshee's top all season, I've just switched to Everything Ever All at Once the other, uh, the other day. I'm staying true, I'm staying strong. I said, I think I said it when we talked about it. I said Banshee's, yeah. it's the more written film, but it's just Most everything Ryan. switched to oh my everything. Oh no, well, Tarwin, <laughs> no, wait, no, that's a that's most writing. Is it? Is it? Oh, like, no, more it's than between Tar and Banshees for most writing. Yeah. Bring up the screenplays. That's, that's literally <laughs> so Well, Tar will be longer because 
very long film. Oh no, um, that's you might have just made a good argument for it. Mm. More pages though, that's like to read it. I don't know. Yeah, true. I'll stay <laughs> with branches. I'll stay with branches. Um, but I've actually put second. All right. No. Okay. It's just what I've heard is people that like, even if they haven't put everything first in picture, they put it first in screenplay, which I find really odd. But is what it is. Know, it's, it's, Hollywood's going to Hollywood, isn't it? It does. It does a lot of effort in balancing uh, the different genres, and, and the whole concept of it is sold to the audience really well. So it yes. might be because of that. Yeah. Well, just the dialogue in Banshees is just much, much yeah. tighter. Yeah, definitely. It's just more creative ideas. It's whether ideas versus dialogue, I think, is the uh, is what's up for debate here. Well, um, is it, is it will happen in a lot of categories. I'm fine with either, either yeah. of them winning. But I will predict Banshees. Yes. Uh, moving on to adapted screenplay now. Um, nominees are well, all, quite on the, all quite on the Western front. Glass, Onion, and Knives Out Mystery, uh, Living, Top Gun Maverick, and Women Talking. Uh, people are saying that this is sort of up in the air. I think it's pretty straightforward. I think it's Women Talking. Yeah, I think it's the kind of film that the Oscars like. That is most writing. It yeah. is the most most writing film I've I've seen. It's dealing with a heavy subject as it is, well. It's literally just love. women talking. Yeah, I mean, the clue's in the name. I know. It's just sitting around. Women sitting around. I appreciate the honesty, yeah. yeah. Making the decision uh, to leave. I'm actually gonna <laughs> I'm actually gonna put all quiet um near the bottom. Really, I'll put it second. And because, then but I have um, got living third rather than last. Yes. I've gone living third, yeah. Yeah. Uh, does that make a difference? Uh, I guess so, but it's just the strongest in terms of actual contenders. If they just yeah. go with the film that they like the most. Then all quite has a chance. Um, yeah, I'm going with women talking. You're going with women talking, and that's yeah, that's, that's final. Uh, this is my other super bet. Uh, supporting actor. Oh, is pretty, it? Okay. Yeah, I was looking at the odds for it. I saw one bookies had wow had the the favorite for this one at one to one hundred to win. Incredible. So you have to bet a hundred pounds just to get one pound back. <laughs> uh, nominees are Brendan Gleeson for The Banshees of Inisherin, and Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway Judd Hirsch for The Fablemans uh, Barry Kieran for Banshees of Inisherin, and Kei Hoi Kwan for uh, Everything Ever All At Once who is going to win yeah it just is yeah we don't really need to talk much more about tempted that one tempted to switch my super bet but no I'll leave it it's fine yeah I mean as soon as you make an argument for the other ones it just you just think no that's not going to work I think nah, it's. Yeah. I know that Barry won the um, BAFTA, but they didn't really like everything ever all at once there. And like, I think just there's some people who just like Brendan Gleeson more in that film. Yeah. For them to for them to sort of like go behind that, and then again, there's more people that like everything ever all at once than there are that like Banshees. So. I have put Barry Keane second though. I have. How the two? Yeah, yeah. I'll go with Barry Keane. Uh, sporting actress. Oh my god! I have no idea. Supporting wow. actress nominees are Angela Bassett, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, Hong Chow in The Whale, Kerry Condon in The Banshees of Inisherin, Jamie Lee Curtis in Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Stephanie Hsu for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Might it's a toss up between three. Toss up between three. Yeah, it's between Angela Bassett, Kerry Condon, and Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis, really? She won the SAG. Oh. And 
if you're thinking sweeps for everything, she's in a strong position as Stephanie, which makes no sense to me. Who comes out of that film thinking, oh yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis, way better than Stephanie? It was, it was a good performance, but I never expected it to be nominated. I didn't even think it was a good performance, to be honest. Just so I'm having fun with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Stephanie Hughes was really, really good. Yeah, it's more well-rounded. There's more to it. Um, I'm glad she got nominated. It was ridiculous. It was even close to, to getting a nomination. Like, I find that crazy. But um, oh, I don't. Know. I'm predicting Kerry Condon. I is such a good choice. I just think it makes sense in terms of they want to give Banshee something. It's up in the air. She did win the BAFTA. Yeah. And none of the other contenders look strong. I just think it sort of makes sense. Sort of like an Olivia Coleman winning for the favourite kind of win. It's sort yeah. of like that middle ground kind of one. Nothing oh, really against. Love that film. Yeah. It's, it's, they didn't... It... Oscars didn't really care for it that No, much. that was its only win. That's why I'm sort of making the argument between the two. Oh, That's no, why it's that comparison. Know. But this I really tough. Go with Stephanie Hsu because I don't know if really? voters might think might have observed the same thing and thought, "Oh no, that's not fair." Yeah, I'm gonna I, I, I'm gonna go with Kerry Condon. Okay, but I will put Stephanie Hsu second. Okay, Angela I've got Jamie Lee Curtis second, and then Angela Bassett third, Stephanie Hsu fourth, and then Hong Chow dead last. I've not seen the whale, so apologies. She's she's <laughs> I'm sure okay. I don't think she's amazing. You know? I think she's okay. Though. It's not bad by any means. One of the lesser ones in the category. I haven't seen Black Panther. Uh, what kind of forever? So that's the, that's the only acting nomination I haven't seen, or any any of the films in the the main category. Uh, that's the only one I haven't seen because who can be bothered? Marvel. Acting uh, <laughs> <laughs> now. Another tough one, and it's one that I'm switching on. Um, Nominees are my life. Nominees are Austin <laughs> Butler for Elvis, Colin Farrell for the Banshees of Inishirin, Brandon Fraser for the Whale, Paul Mescal for After Sun, and Bill Nye for Living. I've got Brandon Fraser first. I'm switched him out for Austin Butler. I've, I'm sticking with uh, Brandon Fraser. The thing is, is it's just when you picture it. The the envelope being opened, Jessica Chastain opening the envelope, saying a name. Who's there? On, who's going to be sending over the trophy? I think it, it just is going to be Austin Butler. What did she win for? Uh, Isaac Tommy Faye. Ah, right. Okay. So that's why she'll be presenting. Yeah. Best actress here. Be interesting who presents best um best actress. Because obviously oh, it's no. not going to be what's near. <laughs> They're saying that it could bring out Chris be, Rock. Um, could potentially be Halle Berry. Okay. Because they're saying that it's like, but that sets up for like Michelle Yeoh winning because of the whole, oh, she's like Halle Berry's the only black actress to win best actress. And then Michelle Yeoh would be the first Asian woman to win. Oh, but every, tr- every time they try and set some up, like. Yeah, that, yeah. Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, that was just awful. So bad. Not that Anthony Hopkins was undeserving. But it was it, just he, a, he didn't think you were going to win. <laughs> no, he didn't even turn up. That's Crazy. what made it worse. But anyway, um, um, I could see Brendan Fraser win. I could see Colin Farrell winning. But I feel like he missed his second. he missed his chance at BAFTA. If he'd have won BAFTA, yeah, it would it would have been a stronger shot. But that was his easiest win of the season. And then Austin Butler won. 
and you think, like, was that? I don't think that was a performance I heard praised that much in the UK. It shows real strength there, and he also won the won the Golden Globe over Brendan Fraser as well. But that's understandable because the Golden Globe don't like Brendan Fraser. He's um, or well, you can look that up on Wikipedia. I don't need to yeah. go into it. Um, yeah, and um, but Brendan Fraser did win SAG and Critics' Choice, but has he had sort of this moment? Is he, I sort of see him as a Glenn Close, Sylvester Stallone kind of one where people are sort of willing it to happen, but I just don't think the film's strong enough or has enough fans behind it to and back the picture. I think you can vote. For, like, personally, I would vote for Brendan Fraser if I was voting on the category, um, even though I'm not a big fan of The Whale. I don't think you need to be a big fan of the film to vote for Brian Fraser. That's the argument I'd make. Yeah, I think I can make it. the same argument with Austin Butler as well. Though, there are more bigger fans of Elvis than there are big fans of The Whale outside of those performances. I, th- I think Elvis might underperform. I'll like, oh, watch it win now. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're to throw that out, you know, throw that out into the world. But yeah, I think it's a toss-up, but I've just switched from... Fraser to Austin Butler, I can just see him winning. Moving on to best actress. Yeah, yeah. Best actress is one that I'm also going to switch on as well last minute. Oh, Uh, you don't. I'll go for it in a second. Uh, Normally, I'll keep Blanchett for Tar, Anna Diamas for Blonde, Andrea Riseborough for To Leslie, uh, Michelle Williams for The Fablemans, and Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um... I've had Kate Blanchett first all season. I'm switching to Michelle Yeoh. Yeah, I've I've got Michelle Yeoh. I think it's just momentum. It's one of the. It reminds me of last year where I didn't switch from Pound of Dog to Coda, even though all the momentum suggested Coda. Uh, Coda. I just went with stats. Like statistically, it's Kate Blanchett. Like, if you basically she won the Golden Globe, she won the BAFTA, she won Creature, she did lose at SAG. To Michelle Yeoh, but I think if you're going on stats, it's Kate Blanchett. Just momentum, Michelle Yeoh. Yeah, the campaign's really got into the end of And her. she's like at the center of the campaign. I went on her Instagram the other day, the number of posts she's done about everything, everyone at once. Bear in mind that film has been out for over a year. <laughs> um, there's no need to still be promoting it outside of the awards awards season. So I just think there's just such a does, stronger campaign. The kissing babies sort of idea is very much in full flow. Does her winning that like drag down the chances of Stephanie Hsu and Jamie Lee Curtis for supporting? No, it would just enhance their chances because it shows further strength in the film. If she, yeah. but like, I would say that it's sort of like it confirms everything to win picture, but I think that does it anyway. It's one of those ones that. Coattails and Longwood film, which shows how strong the film is. And I think that's the same supporting actress as well. Like Kay, I, I think have... it's separate. Director, I think it's separate to how strong the film is. But I think yeah. these ones would just solidify it as a best picture front runner. I have a controversial announcement to make. Right. I've made a switch in supporting actress. From Kerry Condon? Yeah. To, to Stefan Issue. Wow. I think that would be a massive upset. I, I think know a lot that's why I think you might. I get caught out every year by some random upset. <laughs> I'm trying to play the field this time. <laughs> yeah, but random upsets aren't usually like fourth well, or fifth place winning. 
it's usually second place winning. That's they're the ones that catch you out. Is it? It's it's you you zig rather than zag. You know the ones that catch you out. I'll, I'll stick to it because I think it'd be an interesting win, and, and they might want to give them. And it, and it's yeah. one of those ones where you'll have bragging rights for eternity if you get yeah, that right. Imagine. But it might be Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> yeah. It, it could be it... any of them, apart from Hong Chow. Yes. Sorry. But but here, I think... Ugh, I, I've been very sort of like against switching actors. I think... I thought it was Kate Blanchett all season. I just can't... I just can't go against the momentum that yeah. suggests Michelle Yeoh. Uh, final two categories now. Best Director nominees are... Let me get them out. Uh, Martin McDonough for Banshees Vinny Sheeran, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Schoenart for Everything Ever All at Once, Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans, Todd Field for Tar and Ruben Ersland for Triangle of Sadness. Um, it's just the Daniels, isn't it? I don't, I don't know why I'm sort of... Crazy that Berg wasn't nominated, by the way. Yes, definitely. Insane for um, All Quiet. But it just is Daniels, isn't it? I, think I didn't get it until I watched it and I was like, wow. Yeah. What an upset. What yeah. was no by me, not an upset. Oh, yeah. Daniel's there, yeah. Uh, yep, Daniel. Yeah, yeah, okay. Spielberg second, I think I get I get Yeah, that. Spielberg second. Yeah. Spielberg. Uh, and it's yeah. very well directed for. I've actually put Todd Field third. Uh, imagine. I've put Madonna third. Yeah. Uh picture best picture from the nominees are oh, what oh, Western Front. Know. Avatar, The Way of Water, Banshees of Inisherin, Elvis, Everything Ever All at Once, Fablemans, Tar, Top of the Maverick, Triangle Sadness, and Women Talking. Um, I did say the other day that like Everything Ever All at Once is the strongest uh, front runner since Argo. I'd go as far as saying it's the strongest front runner since Slumdog Millionaire because Argo didn't right. even have director. If you think about it, and this might this might even win director. Yeah, but this would be the first film since. Argo to win like across the board all the guilds plus picture. So the top three in odds is no, um, no, no, no. Actually, I would say Birdman, but I don't think Birdman won WGA, did it? So, um, no, nah, it's the strongest since since, lock, since Green Book. <laughs> Green Book was not a lock. I was predicting Rome. Yeah, no, that, that's what I mean. The well, was that like bottom of odds? I don't remember Green Book being No, high. no, no. It was it was definitely second because it won PGA Green Book. Oh, I didn't So even it was second. So there were quite a few people predicting it. Um but but nah, it was different one where time, different this time. is this is the thing. The only argument against everything ever all at once is the idea of uh, a La La Land situation. But the reason La La Land won, <laughs> one was... Hopefully not literally talk, the same yeah. situation. No, not literally. The reason why <laughs> La La Land lost was because there was a definitive second place. There was an alternative. O- yeah. Upsets only happen when there's a definitive alternative. So I remember that night, La La Land was 1-10 to 10 to win. Um, best picture, and then Moonlight was sixteen to one, which is similar odds to what you'll find now with best picture. Yeah. Um, so everything everyone wants is at best one to ten. Like you can, there's even like one to twenty, one to thirty three odds on it winning best picture, and then the next contenders are like sixteen to one. But there's quite a few that are on like sixteen to one, twenty to one, uh, all quiet, Banshees, uh, Elvis. Fableman's Tar, they're all sort of around that sort of area. 
and there's no definitive number two. Like Banshees was the definitive alternative up until BAFTA. If it had won BAFTA, I would sort of make an argument for it being a strong number two. It couldn't yeah. even win BAFTA, it, even though everything ever all was was not popular at BAFTA. It, it, and even though All Quiet did win at BAFTA, it hasn't shown anything elsewhere this season to put it down to. Oh no, that's just a just a British yeah, thing. To be honest, I'd say it's the it's a stronger second place than Banshees, and that's not but what the, the f- odds on Gold Gold Derby are saying. Maybe I mean I mean Banshees did beat everything at the Golden Globes. That's sort of the argument right. you could make there, and and it's done better in terms of nominations. I think All Quiet's had a better campaign though. Um, that's the thing that's let Banshees down. It's just lost its momentum. If it if this was like a month or two ago, yeah, then I could make the argument for Banshees winning. But now we're just everything shifted, so it's just it just is going to be everything ever all at once. And um, you'd be stupid to go for anything else. This might so age badly. What I'm hearing is tar. So, no, what like a strong is argument for Tar. Women talking. <laughs> right at the bottom of the odds. Oh, no. no. But, um, yeah, it's, it's got to be everything everywhere. That's what I've put. I have yeah. put all quiet second, though. Yes. Um, it's good to see that we've come with some different contenders in different places. So we'll have actual... There's more of a challenge to it. Yeah, actually. yeah. So we'll have a definitive uh, winner between the two of us, I think. Yeah, we so, um, interested was it to see who similar last time. year. Uh, I think I won year. last year, um, but not by a lot. I didn't do great last year because I went a lot with the sort of statistics rather than with, um, with like what would the bottom momentum yeah. was at the time. So I was just getting up what I said last year. Um, well, I got so th- so this is. So we both got picture wrong. We both went Paula Dong instead of Coda, but we both got director right. We both got actress. I got actress right. You got it wrong. Sporting actor, we both got right. Sporting actress, both got right. Original screenplay, I think we both got wrong, actually. Um, what was that? Yeah, because we both went with Licorice Pizza. I'm pretty sure Licorice Pizza didn't win the original screenplay. It was Coda, it wasn't it? Yeah. Coda, yeah. Um, That's when you saw a new, I think, if you were. Yeah. No, no, could have won adapted. Sorry, we both predicted that. Yeah, that's fine. Um, what was the original screenplay then? Belfast, Belfast, yeah. I, I didn't forgot that existed. Wow, yeah, I know. It's actually quite a good film as well. Uh, yeah. cinematography, I think we both got that right with Dune. Costume design, Cruella, both got that right. Um, editing, I went Power of the Dog, you went with Ticket Boom. I think we both got that wrong. I think it just ended up being Dune, didn't it? Yeah. June just swept all those technical ones. We thought we'd been smart by them elsewhere. <laughs> Production design, I got right, you got wrong. I made that a lot of June. bold choices, like I did with supporting actors yeah. this year, and it just did not pay off. <laughs> Makeup, we both got right. Original score, I think I got right, you got wrong, because again, I went with June. Yeah, you went know, with, I did uh, so well. Encanto. Did I? Yeah. <laughs> what was I thinking? Uh, What's my logic behind that? I'm only no going to, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to listen to episode. Uh, original song with both got that right. No time to die. Uh, sound that was that was a why. Why did you go with West Side Story for sound? <laughs> most sound, although Dune has no, a lot June, of sound. Yeah, Dune has the most sound. Yeah, uh, animated feature both got that right with Encanto. That was obvious because it was like literally presented by like other. Other actresses that have played Disney princesses. This was right. always going to be um, a Disney. Film. Set up there. 
Documentary Vader, what one that I think I got that right. Documentary. Yeah, well, you got that so. wrong. yeah, yeah, I got that right. Um you went with Flea, so um Oh yeah. That felt like a good choice at the time. International film with um Drive My Car. Drive My Car, yeah, it was Drive My Car. Animated Did you film, go you worst got... person? No, no, definitely Drive My Car. Alright. I would have gone personally with worst person yeah, if yeah. I was voting. Drive my car is an absolute bore fest. But, um, <laughs> uh, animated short. I think you got right actually, and I got wrong. I think Incredible. that was the only one. Yeah, yeah. Windshield Wiper. Even though I'd literally seen both of those films, uh, Windshield Wiper and Robin Robin. I just went Robin Robin because it's kind of life of me. Remember why I chose Windshield. And then the other two we both got right. So we did okay last year. They're just sort of the rogue picks that um just seem stupid now. Surely this year, this year they'll pay off. I love how most of the article for last year's article is just Will Smith and removal <laughs> of Gasparis. It was just a mess last year. Yeah, awful year for Oscars. And the year before was a mess because they did try to do the whole Chadwick Boseman for the Hopkins one year, and it just didn't work at all. Um, and then they, they put they they moved Best Actor to last. Yeah, to do the whole picture. moment. So it just ruined the whole moment for Nomadland as well. I can't but, believe they did that. They should have just left it. Left it to but go. Surely they that. knew that Chadwick Boseman wasn't going to win. It was a tight race as well. It wasn't like a. So there was thing. there's a communication issue between <laughs> yeah. the people who organised the show and who handled the actual results. Yeah, honestly, I think the um, year figure is going to be quite low this year, just because uh, just because I don't think there's that much interest in the actual best picture nominees past like Avatar and Top Gun, but those aren't going to win, so there's not that much interest regarding the films this year. And um, everything's just that far in front. The, the, yeah. It just doesn't make an exciting picture race, really. Can, unless we have like a massive where... episode. Oh, I imagine. Mm. But then, then again, I wouldn't know what that would be or what would be a popular choice for that. I don't know. I just think everything's just something gets a lot. Of, something gets a lot of twos and threes. Like maybe All Quiet might. Although mm. you you were saying a lot a lot of them were saying that they had actually put everything everywhere in twos and threes. Yeah, yeah. I think I think so, they would. I like like I personally would. Like, it would be third on my ballot. So I, I I don't buy the argument where it's like this is one that I've made before, but I I sort of take it back regarding like oh I don't see everything being a second or third place like but just having loads of number ones well that was my argument for like banshees having a chance because that's going to be appearing in twos and threes yeah uh but i don't think that is the case I, one because i think after watching the whole set of nominees that even if you don't like those films too much they still appear in your top five anyway because there's so much dead food down the bottom <laughs> so like <laughs> and you can so, appreciate yeah. the technical work that's so, so films like triangle sadness few. and women talking and and like, I just can't imagine getting into top five votings. No, no, I that much. So, like, because you have those kind of dead food kind of ones, even though they're they just but just by admiring something like the technical achievement of everything ever all at once, that moves it up into sort of like four or five, even if you're not a massive fan of it. So, yeah, and I think there's like a a wide spread in terms of what everyone else likes. There's going to be people that prefer all those kind of other films like Avatar or or Favelmans or Top Gun, those are going to appear as number ones for people. Well, I don't think there is. There's not like that that moonlight kind of film where 
where it's like a definitively better film than La La Land, but just La La Land had just had all the momentum sort of thing. But then Moonlight could win because it got so many number ones because it's such an amazing film. It's one of those. So that's why I don't buy the upset. Everything's going to win, and we'll come back to that um, probably next week um, once we've sort of gone over everything and recovered from the from the ceremony uh, to see what won and who won the predictions contest as well. So uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Jamie, thank for coming you. on. Thank you. And uh, enjoy the ceremony on uh, Sunday slash Monday, and we'll see you soon. Thank you. Bye.